Getting hit? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. This is the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You know that. Hopefully, you're listening to it, you've downloaded it. I am Alicia, the host of the podcast, and I am delighted to be welcoming back a familiar voice on the show, Nova from newbride.com. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. No problem. <laughs> we'll be singing this entire... No, we won't. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's not do that, because that might put some people off. Probably more my voice than yours, because you are a good singer. <laughs> You are. Now, listen to me, people. We are here today to uh, talk about confidence because it was quite recently, Nova actually wrote a wonderful blog post. This is how I get all my ideas now. I just go to your website and copy you. <laughs> I, love, I love that I inspire you, Alicia. <laughs> you do inspire me. And I love that, you know, you, you come up with these sort of topics that are really relevant, I think, to my listeners and, of course, not just people planning a wedding. This is more of a general episode. I like popping these little episodes in just to inspire and surprise people, really. But let's go back to the beginning. What prompted you to write this this blog post? What was the blog post about and it, how can it help us? Um, it's not the first time I've addressed confidence on New Bride before. Um, but the reason why this one, the most recent post I wrote was so pertinent was because a reader contacted me directly and said... I'm getting married in April. Um, I'm very, very worried about my wedding day because I lack confidence, always have done. It's you know, it's a common theme that runs throughout her life and how can I actually be confident and feel confident on one of the most, what, what should be one of the most magical days of my, my life. And it was just sad to read that that was impacting this person's ability to enjoy their wedding day because they had such a, a fear mm. about feeling confidence feeling confident um and having some you know good positive self-esteem so I was addressing that question I opened it up as a as, as a big blog big oh I'm not doing real well today Come big on. blog post um to just talk about confidence and 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 the fact that a wedding day can be overwhelming and it can make you feel unconfident and worry about all of these insecurities you have being magnified on your day and just to talk about that and to talk about ways to combat that and also to accept that as well. Now in your work uh, you're obviously a wedding blogger I really enjoy your wedding blogs but you also in your day job you're a life coach so this is a great little a little uh, connector here of both of your worlds colliding. It is um, I've always been a person that enjoys helping people so it's it's funny how the two completely different trajectories have actually come together in the middle and um, yeah anything I can do I love to help people women men feel confident understand themselves and explore go on journeys achieve achieve goals anything like that Mm. do you think okay so in my world I've done stand-up for years I really enjoy being the center of attention yes you know and that's part of the world but all of my world but also it's funny when it comes to wedding days and days that are personal that aren't about I'm just coming from my perspective because it's the easiest thing to do, talk, yeah. from what, talk about what you know. It, you know, some one thing people always say is, Alicia, it's very brave of you getting up and doing comedy. And I don't think 
I've said this before as well, brave is, you know, being a doctor or a nurse or going to a war zone or being a journalist (laughs) and standing with bombs going off. It's not standing up in front of a bunch of strangers and telling crappy jokes. That's not really what I call brave. But there's an element of a character. When I stand up, I... I put it on a front, yes. and it's it's an act. You really. take on a persona. I do, mm-hmm. but when it came to planning our wedding, it was one of those things I had to look inside me and think. Actually, I am I am quite nervous mm-hmm. about standing up as real Alicia, mm-hmm. talking about my real feelings and my love for Rich, and it was a bit of a moment of, of going, oh shit, this, this is, is what it feels like for other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had the same moment, and and that you know it's a common thing common theme I get as well because my background is in acting yes. and performing arts that was the f- my first love if you like and so people often ask well you know Nova you're used to being in front of people you're used to performing on a stage in front of 50 people or, or 20,000 and you know it's easy for you and it's easy because we're trained and it's second nature and it, it feels natural but you are taking on a different character and a different persona. So on my wedding day, I was surprised at how nervous I was. So you as were well. too. Absolutely, I love that. I, my stomach was in knots. I remember going to my hairdresser, feeling physically sick, and I thought, "Well, this is unusual. I've never experienced. <laughs> you know, we all experience nerves, but sure. I'd never experienced it to that level before. I thought, what, what on earth is going on here?'" Um, and my hairdresser, I hadn't eaten anything because I felt so unwell. My hairdresser said, "Stop being ridiculous," and she ploughed some ginger tea down me and some biscuits, <laughs> and I was fine but yeah I was nervous I was excited as well but there was an anxiety there and 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 not necessarily worried about being unconfident but there was just nerves Mm. um and they were palpable someone said to me a comedian a lovely Australian comedian once said to me um and I attach it to my performance but I think it's mostly about significant moments in your life if you aren't nervous you might not care yes and I always think I would never get complacent. I never try and be complacent about my performance or doing interviews like we're doing now. I get a little nervous going, I just want to do a good job. Absolutely. And I think that element of getting nervous on a day such as your wedding day and or an engagement party is normal. Of course it's normal. It's normal and it's good. And we, we had the same thing in, in our acting training. There's sort of good nerves and nerves that are unhelpful so you can use your nerves use the adrenaline to give you a really good performance or make you feel good about yourself um and there's the other you know if you're not nervous then there is the risk that you're not going to have as great a performance or as great as yeah you get complacent or something or complacent so so yeah there's some truth in that as well so Mm. my what i try to educate readers about is that nerves are normal feeling unconfident are normal they are human conditions it's when it gets to a stage where they're impacting your ability to enjoy yourself or to carry out your job or your day-to-day activities is when we need to start doing some work so let's talk about what confidence is because it's very different to everyone yes i mean some people would say oh she holds herself well she's very confident but this person that we're talking about could be a bit dead inside who knows i mean (laughs) (laughs) what is confidence confidence is is a skill it's you know it's a a group of values belief systems foundation understanding who you are knowing who you are and being comfortable and confident in how you carry yourself and how having an awareness of how you present yourself so it's a it's a it's it's many different things it's not one thing Mm. and I think it is different for different people and I think it's a skill understanding what confidence means to you first 
and how you can tackle it because it is a skill and for some people it they are acting when they're being confident. Now, I don't have a problem with that because I think yes. if you can feel and mimic almost what, you know, and I, I've done acting classes as well where they'll say, we're going to pretend to be a princess. Yes. And you watch, you know, Kate, bloody, she's always confident. Yeah. And she would have had that, and I want to say beaten into it. That sounds wrong, but she would have yes. gone along to deportment classes and yeah. been told to hold yourself a certain way and look a certain way because they don't want to drop the shield to who she really is that's you know a problem with the system of royalty i'm sure to go these are real people but that's a it's training it's training it's a learned thing isn't it it is so if someone came to you in your life coaching world Mm -hmm. and said i'm incredibly nervous and scared about this big event what are the first steps to actually changing that molding this person well it's understanding who they are the background they they're coming from as well and um just unpicking some of that because they might be really, really nervous about one event or feeling very, very unconfident, but in another linear of their life, they're beautifully confident and people are coming to them for advice and guidance. So mm. it's about finding what it is that they're fearful of. It's usually fear that drives feeling unconfidence. Wow. Yeah. It's finding what they're most fearful of and seeing if we can make that fear smaller. And then the other side of it is drawing on their own resources to find when they were feeling confident, when they were feeling brave, when other people were going to them for advice when they were feeling good about themselves and drawing on those to try and influence and infuse this this fear or this area or this event that is causing them anxiety and just lifting and remembering and modeling remodeling so re rehashing a positive behavior when they have felt confident before because there, there will always be people that say i'm completely unconfident there will always be an event or a time in their life mm. when they felt good when they were confident for some people it's harder to find that and sure. tap into that than others but there will always be something it might be you know being a good mum mm. cooking a good meal it might be you know something that you don't think of but but something that brings great joy and great great comfort um and using that to infuse lift up yeah. whatever area they're feeling anxious anxious about do you think it's also uh, and one of the points i read in your blog is about how we speak about ourselves <laughs> It's this internal dialogue that we have and really changing that before you actually take it out into the world. It's what's going on in your head. Yeah, you ha- it, that's, that's why I said it's about exploring, exploring the person that's coming to you first, finding out what, you know, why are you having these reoccurring thoughts about your, yourself or this sort of negative self-deprecating behaviour. Why is that coming out? And, and I think in my post I wrote that it was more common in women than, mm. oh, I than in men. I was going to ask you about that. So why? Yeah. Is it because of our... Well, clearly, we've got a lot of shit going on with the media and body <laughs> image. We've got a lot of pressure to look a certain way. And, you know, watching Mad Men recently... Oh, I love Mad Men. But looking at how we've changed, and probably not as much as we like to think we have, yes. from the 50s to go, you are, you act, you're a woman, you act a certain way. Yes. You hold yourself a certain way, and, and you if you do... don't, you apologise. You know, it's exactly. Very, our our behaviour is sometimes very apologetic, and I'm generalising now, but I'm generalising to get a point across. If you go back to history, there was a time when we couldn't vote. There was a time when women couldn't work. So we were always seen as a lesser being, mm. and that must have that has to have filtered down into generations when it comes to self-esteem, when it comes to how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about each other. And and one of the things I notice a lot 
more so in women than in men in terms of business. I mean, I'm, I'm going to use this as an example. It's brilliant. Uh, Kate, when Kate, lovely Kate, had her baby recently, mm-hmm. and how beautiful she looked out when she had to present herself to the public. Yeah. When she probably didn't feel like it at all. I bloody hope not, because she's just <laughs> popped out a kid 24 hours before. But the lashing she got in the media from women on these, you know, parenting websites saying, oh, you know, she's she's this and she's that and how dare she she's got it you know of course she's going to look brilliant she's got a team of people to make it but it's not real it's unrealistic but instead of supporting each other we take an opportunity to lash down at Mm -hmm. each other so i think it's all it's it's all stems from culture from society um and how we feel about ourselves I interviewed uh, Rachel Wilkerson-Miller from BuzzFeed recently and she is a, mm. a really interesting journalist um, and I think it's very exciting. She's she's sort of heading up the new BuzzFeed weddings. Um, but we talked about a lot about feminism and shaming on the internet yeah. and it's really stuck with me since that interview and also just now I'm, I think I've become a lot more aware when I'm on Facebook and I'm on some of these wedding blogs and we didn't name names but I'm sure you've seen it too and you've probably witnessed it on your own website with comments that are made. Yes. That women especially are not very supportive of other women, even yes. though we have fought so, I'm going to say fucking hard over the years, excuse my French, but that's how passionately I feel yeah. about it, to to reach some sense of equality, because we're certainly not equal. We're not there yet. No, we're Gosh, not there no. yet. And it's a shame just to see some, and I use the term keyboard warriors, but it's not even strong enough for what they do, that they feel that they can sort of lash out at people and say, be negative at women. But step back and say, you would never, well, I hope, they would never say this to this other person's face, but they're well, quite free to do it yes. online. I mean, there's, there's the other online element. I think uh, being online, it gives people a, a, a false sense of armour that they are invincible mm. and, and perhaps would perhaps do present themselves in a way that they wouldn't you know offline sure uh, and i so that's the dynamic that's going on but yeah it is a real shame that we we don't support each other as as well as our peer uh, our men our male peers perhaps of course. do and the thing is when women support each other they are incredible they are you know we we can be strong strong we yes. are strong we can be absolutely unstoppable when we support each other so it's just a shame that that does go on, and yeah, I recognise it too. It, mm. it, it really is a shame, but I think historically it's still ingrained in in perhaps women feeling more inferior or insecure. I do, and I think it's a reactionary yeah. way to come on. Now, look, I have a pledge. I always sort of say um, to my female girlfriends, I'm really trying not to be as bitchy. Yes. But you know, sometimes... It's something I think bitchiness is sometimes it's going, contagious. It's contagious, and sometimes we're a bit bored, and we we find one little niggly thing to go. Oh, I'm going to have a go at this, and then it turns into an enjoyable activity. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you think, oh, Alicia, shut your mouth. You don't yeah. need to say this about another person. Yeah, how is that going to help your day? Well, my mum always said, and I I live by it in my life and also in my professional life as well if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything (laughs) at all so my blog is a positive forum I never go on there and have a a negative conversation about anyone or their brand Mm. if I'm dealing with a topic that is controversial so I might talk about race on my blog given Mm. its foundation um, then we might have a challenging conversation but it's never you know it's not derogatory and challenging is not Negative. negative at no. all and I think that's the the thing that sometimes people cannot separate that yes yeah gosh so much more to say yeah. you are listening to the save the date winning podcast Nova from New Bride is here and we're talking about confidence there is more 
on confidence and how to get more confidence after this. All right, confidence, confidence, confidence. It's easy to say, just be confident. (laughs) Just make yourself better. Just sit up there and be confident. What do you got to work? How do we we embrace this, especially on wedding days, when we've got so much other stuff going around in our heads, to go, hey, take a breath, be calm, own it, get out there. Where do we start? Acceptance. Yeah. That you might feel nervous, that you will probably feel a little unconfident and if you are not used to being in in front of people then you might feel a lot (laughs) you might feel you know hugely unconfident and that's okay it's normal there's something about accepting that it's normal to feel a certain way that brings a bit of relief releases the pressure to be perfect and you know you know all of these things we want to be that don't necessarily exist or, Mm. or, or or aren't the right fit for us it's giving us permission not to be perfect. Do you think, I I was thinking this morning about our interview and thinking about what made me feel confident on my wedding day. And one thing is aesthetically feeling confident about how you look and going, you know, like when you have a great blow dry or something and you walk out and you go, damn, I am feeling sassy. I am on. And of course, that's how you want to feel on your wedding day. But I was thinking about my dress and how I had a change of mind three weeks before the wedding, got rid of the the dress that was the older sleeveless, you know. Yeah, the strapless thing. Strapless, sleeveless. Talk about weddings, I don't even know what they're called. You know, know, the wedding dress, that's the normal wedding dresses. (laughs) I had a sort of puffy dress. It was beautiful. But I kept putting it on and hitching it up. Oh, I haven't got a big rack. It's not holding it up. <laughs> and going, this is not who I am. So I went and found a dress that was who I am. Yeah. And I could move and I could feel good. I feel like, and I look at a lot, and you, you're probably the same, we look at a lot of wedding photos, and there is something about women, some women trying to cram themselves into dresses that they feel like they should be wearing. That aren't them. That aren't them. Yeah. And I think you... And this might be, you might not be in that situation. You might have picked your wedding dress and you might be having feelings like I did, or maybe you're just starting to look. Give yourself permission to, you don't have to follow the trend of yes. that same. Not everyone has that body that can hold it up or look good, or maybe you've got bingo wings, maybe you've got a tummy. I don't know. We're all different. And I say that we love. I've got bingo wings. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's just the way it she is. She hasn't. <laughs> well, look, there's some, look, feel like wobble. Um, but the idea is to go break free from that feeling. Yes. Go and try another dress on. Because half of the battle is the pressures we put on ourselves. Yes. Um, and, you know, though, you know, what you wear and what you look like are, are two really easy things you can do to take hold of feeling more confident. Buying and wearing a dress that you feel incredible in or that suits you or you feel comfortable in. Comfortable. Um, There's the word. Those are the main key things. A pair of shoes that make you feel confident. For me, I feel very confident in heels. Mm. Uh, For some people, they feel very confident in flats. So whatever that is, you know, give yourself a boost in in what you're wearing on your body on your wedding day. Um, There's a really great... TED Talk by... Well, um, I'm going to say her name is Amy Cuddy. Yes, a psychologist called Amy Cuddy. And she just encompasses everything that most life coaches try to teach about being confident. And the main thing we always try to encourage is 
when you're feeling unconfident or when you want to develop your confidence, the main thing you have to do is what we call change your state. Mm -hmm. Change how you're feeling. Change your stance. So if you're sitting down feeling unconfident, we would encourage you to stand up. If you're in the middle of a speech and you're fumbling, we would encourage you to take a drink, do something different, walk around in a circle. We encourage you to change your state. By changing your state, you're changing your energy and you're changing the physiological things that are going on inside of your body. And Amy Cuddy explains this beautifully. And one of the main things we do when we want to, or when we're feeling unconfident, is make ourselves smaller. Mm. And what we need to be doing is making ourselves bigger, like animals when they're fighting. <laughs> like, think of a cat. I think the cat analogy is brilliant. When cats are trying to become more intimidating to their opponent, yeah. they make themselves bigger. They that make their cat. body... That's yeah. brilliant. Thank they you. make their bodies bigger. And that's yeah. what we should be mimicking when we're feeling unconfident. Rather than, you know, going into a fetal position, open, open up your chest, sit tall in your seat rather than slouch, stand up, wear heels, heels make you taller. Mm. It's about making your body bigger because physiologically that makes a difference. I remember my friend sent me this and I was so happy that you had also listed it. Um, my friend Claire said, I'm practicing my power poses. Yes. And I was like, what the hell is this? And yes. I watched it. And that's, she, as she said, Amy explains that beautifully about saying, I'm even just hold them in front of a mirror. Yeah. Hold I them love in front that. of the mirror. Like the, a, a one, I think most of us know who Wonder Woman is and that, that, that pose where her sort oh, of yeah. arms are, are, her legs are apart and her arms are on her Whoa. hips and she's just powerful and, and they encourage you to do that stance. I think it's 30 seconds. Can't yeah. remember. I'll have to relook at the clip, but for a certain period of time and already that makes a 20% difference in the amount of testosterone that's in your body yeah. and we need more we need more testosterone in our body to yes. make ourselves more confident um, and there are a series of lots of other poses that you can do and those are tiny tiny things you can do that make a difference to how you feel because we become what we feel. If we feel unconfident then we'll be unconfident. Yeah, I it's always as simple as that. Someone said to me and and, and um, we're talking about especially females walking on stage as performing comedy and I always felt the audience and it, this is probably over a series of many gigs that you start to get a feel of how and I'm sure it's the same with you with acting as well people judge straight away oh yeah as soon as you walk on they decide if they like you or not and before you even say yes. anything and uh, I the biggest pleasure for me when I perform stand up is winning over an audience that's yes. already decided well this is you know you get the crossed arms yes the body language that comes back at you yeah and to me even if it's winning six people over in the audience that look glazed and bored or whatever is is a win for me but yes. for me over the years it's coming on stage and owning it from the second that foot hits the yes hits the, the stage and and that's improved my performance tenfold i yes. think going on with my power pose looking at people directly in the eye yeah because also something that we we talk about in therapy world and i won't go into it hugely because it might be boring <laughs> i doubt it but there's something called what we call projection you know if you believe that you're confident and that persona or that you're brilliant or that you're engaging and you're fun and that persona is exactly what you're exuding on stage and that's what the audience will pick up on mm. if you're feeling unconfident or nervous or a bit meek then you'll see the arms being folded because they're feeling if you're feeling yeah, uncomfortable they pick, they pick up on it yeah. it's like children they pick up on non-verbal communication yeah. so you've got to think about how you express yourself and how you come across to other people because that's what you'll get back from them what i love about talking to you and this episode when 
you sort of we talked about doing it is that this is something of course you can use for your wedding day but hopefully something people can grasp onto and continue throughout their lives because it's never too late to become a confident person and feel good about yourself and also using this in the workplace well, anywhere, any situation with children, you know, there's so many of my friends who who are going through the stage of parenting, and you know, when you're first a parent, you don't know what you, none of you know what you're doing. You're kind of winging it, and mm. there are times when when my friends feel so unconfident with, with their parenting choices. Mm. Um, and again, parents turn on other parents because it's an easier thing to do just to bag someone else's yeah. abilities. But the point is, we're never all masters at confidence. I'm not confident all the time, and and you know, you aren't all certainly confident not. all the time, and and that's okay you know we're not we're not robots it's a human condition to feel vulnerable sometimes or or have low self-esteem it's when it starts to interfere with your ability to enjoy a certain quality of life Mm. that you just need to do a bit of tweaking and and do some work and and understand what's going on and your partner can help you too i think i think so it's great to have a a support network Mm. to, to build you up but ultimately you have to have the belief in yourself yeah do you think though with with the way some couples get into habits, yes, with the way they speak to each other, the way that they uh, refer, refer to their relationship, I suppose, verbally as well. Do you think that, that sometimes, uh, I'm going to go back to another, I, I've got an interview coming up, which you'll hear in the next few weeks with a wonderful lady who runs a website called um, Girls Just Want to Have Funds, mm-hmm. and it's about empowering females to be better with their finances. Ah. It's fantastic. Her name's Ginger. It's a great blog. But Ginger and I talked about uh, empowerment and confidence in women and how if you're with a partner that doesn't necessarily give you that confidence in the way they speak to you, the way you're equal in a relationship, it can really mess shit up. It can. So I suppose in the sense that if someone talks down to you, and maybe it's hard when you've been with someone for a long time, you don't recognise habits like yeah. that. Yeah, and also again, you become what you believe. Again. You become what you believe, and, and there's so much truth in that. Mm. If somebody's talking to you like, you know, you have no value, you start to believe you have no value. Yeah. Um, and sometimes until it's pointed out to you, you kind of don't realise what's going on and you just become sucked into it. So it's very... When you're wanting to work on confidence, it's so important that you surround yourself by people who will lift you higher mm. and not people who are going to bring you down. And that doesn't mean you have to break up with this person. It just means you just, well, maybe it does. Maybe you just have a just little... Just have bit. an honest conversation. Yes, and say, I don't really like the way you're yeah. referring to me or speaking or to me. Or it's making me feel like this. Are you yes. aware it makes me feel like this? And a lot of the times they might have no idea that this is actually affecting you in yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, so we talked about positive affirmations and improving confidence. Is there anything, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean you standing in front of the mirror going, I am a wonderful person. Maybe it is. Yeah. For some people, for some people, positive affirmations work really well. And they're when you have a, a key set of words or, or things you want to work on, whether that's, I am a good person. I deserve this. I am beautiful, whatever it is. Mm. Some people find it really helpful to say those words over and over again into a mirror until they actually believe what they're saying. For some people that's not, that doesn't work for them. So Mm. again, it's finding what works for you, but ultimately you have to believe in what you're working on. For some people going taking themselves outside of their comfort zone and learning a new skill is a great way to build confidence. Learning to dance, learning to cook, learning learning a martial arts. Anything that takes you outside your comfort zone Mm. is a good way to give your your confidence a boost. And that could be something you do with your girls or your other half. Um, Learning, you know... uh, 
hubby and I learnt, um, we did tan- tango lessons after our wedding. Fabulous. It was completely random, but we really enjoyed it. So, And for him, he'd never done any dancing before, other than on our wedding day, the few steps we, we did then. And so he was very unconfident at first, introverted in his body language, arms were folded, and you know, by six weeks on, you know, he's leading me, spinning me oh around gosh. and giving me cheek, telling me I'm doing the steps wrong. With <laughs> I love it. So it just, it just gives you a boost. So it's not necessarily about always doing things to help one particular event it mm. might be that taking yourself outside your comfort zone in another area will give you a boost to give you more confidence overall and maybe the wedding's the first step in this process maybe you go i'm just going to get through that day yes that sounds negative but you know to go this is the first big moment that i'm going to reveal this new confidence i'm going to try and as you said take a step outside the comfort zone i am also doing another episode about Women speaking at weddings. I yes. get really annoyed that people don't get up and do a speech. It's this sort of patriarchal bullshit things. You go, only the men speak at the wedding. <laughs> now, I got up and did, of course, I spoke at the wedding. They're like, well, Alicia's definitely not going to shut her mouth for this. But a lot of people are very fearful about public speaking. Yes. And, uh, yes, this is a, a good thing to lead into. Um, my husband was hugely, hugely terrified of public speaking, and he chose not to do a speech at our wedding. Fine. Which was fine. Of course. I did the speech. I was Good in my idea. element. I'm the extrovert. So it was, you know, <laughs> we, we complimented each other, because mm. that's what I did naturally. And, um, you know, he did other things brilliantly that I was rubbish at or, or insecure about. So we complimented each other in that way. And he was asked to be best man recently, and, and he was in bits about doing a speech. And I, you know, sort of said, either you have a conversation with your, your best friend that you love to be a best man but you're not going to be able to do a speech and you know maybe the other there were two best men maybe the other guy could do the speech and sure. I could do some of the other bits or we do something more creative say we did a video so you, you know use it as an opportunity to be creative if it takes you outside your comfort zone if you don't feel like you have the skills or resources to tackle it or you simply don't want to then there are other way there might be other way around of doing it if it's mm. public speaking for example so we did a video we pre-recorded a video Lovely. and played that and it went down really well and it broke up the monotony of hearing one speech after another um, and you know you can use it with put some images in there and other visual treats uh, to just change the dynamic. Mm. So there are, I think, the, the role of the best man is huge. Actually, it is. it's a huge undertaking, and I think people underestimate the pressure we put on people to be able to engage, charm an audience. It's a skill. It's a skill. I have a lot of people go, Alicia, can you just write some jokes for my best... I've <laughs> and you're, okay, well, part of the thing is, I don't know the people you're talking about. Exactly. And I can work out a couple of gags for you, but it's also about the connection, the stories you have. It's the relationships. The relationships. You don't have to do dick jokes. You don't have to talk about STDs. I think there's some ways, and again, keep listening and get your guys involved too, because it's a, it's a, 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 passion, a passion subject of mine about saying, I think... I believe I can help anyone learn how to speak confidently and write a nice speech. Sure. There are tips. And again, like, as you said, your husband is, it's a fear of his. It's something he's not confident and comfortable with. But I do think there's an element of, um, of, as you said, pressure, but also this idea that it has to, you have to knock it out of the park and be a comedian. Yeah. I know comedians that couldn't even get up and do a really good (laughs) best man speech. So I think there's, 
it's it's a silly idea that has been perpetuated for far too long. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a huge it's a huge expectation that somebody can be all these brilliant things. Too many expectations. Too many expectations. And the same that women can't speak or shouldn't can't speak on their yeah. wedding day. Well, no, I had lots of things to say. I wanted well, to thank too. people too. And I you want to talk at your stuff. wedding day? Talk at your wedding day. It's the same with everything else. If it if it doesn't feel right for you, don't feel like you have to do it. And if you do want to do it and you want to work on some techniques in improving your confidence in overcoming something, then you know there are things you can do yourself, and there's some you know help and lots of resources online as well that can help. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Well, you, ha- you have to walk down the aisle. Well, you have to get there in the You end. have to actually physically get there in some way. Or you, if you're really not feeling it, you can walk down the aisle together. Walk down the aisle together. Brilliant idea. I love that. And I think that's one of those things, you know, that people don't do enough. And to go, look, you've you probably seen each other the morning of. Yeah. There's no... I mean, yes, some people want to get... You can still get ready in a different part of the universe and come back together and hold each other's hand and walk. Yeah. If that makes you feel better... Then do it. Do it. I mean, one of the things that I find... So sad as a blogger is the kind of comments I get or inquiries I get from readers that are stunted by feeling Mm. unconfident or or worrying about all of those eyes being on them so then it detracts from their wedding day it takes them away from actually being able to enjoy it and some of them write back and say the best part of my wedding day was the end when all of the formalities were out of the way and it does Mm. um so if I can if people are worried about that and I can help them get to a point where they can enjoy their day and enjoy being nervous and enjoy being confident and enjoy being excited and anxious and tearful and all the other things that come with it um then that's a a nice position for me to be in because it's a shame that you would wish your wedding day away because you're feeling worried about yeah that makes me really sad yeah um nova it's amazing i will say finally i think about people that run marathons Mm. and do crazy excessive things with their body but also that's a mind body connection it is you can't just run a marathon all these people go oh this skinny so they can run 42 kilometers you go actually no it's a really big commitment mentally and i think you need to tap in in a way when you are trying to overcome whether it's making a speech or wearing a tight dress or i don't know meeting a new bloke somewhere yeah that it is that mind body connection that you have to have the confidence to be able to do it it's exploring what you're worried about what your biggest fears are and and what's 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 channeling that that fear Mm. it's understanding what that is and that can help you move on with how you overcome it or how you manage it in a different way and you conquer it in the end we can all conquer it or we learn to be masters at handling it in a more skillful way yeah yeah Put a face on, get out there, enjoy it. Yeah, and then go home and put your onesie on. Oh, <laughs> God, I love a stretchy pant. A stretchy pant and some quiet time. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you're lovely. I love having you on the show. We've got so much more in the talk. In the talk? Clearly, I'm really good at <laughs> speaking and hosting a podcast. We've got so much more in the talk in the future. I'm going to keep, I'm not even going to cut that out. Leave it in. Yes. Brilliant. See? See? We're human. We make mistakes all sometimes. The time. I say I'm silly a, things all the time. I'm a constant mistake maker. Yeah. This is what happens. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, as you said, this whole conversation and that blog post came from a reader writing to you. Yes. And of course, I do Q&A. We're very approachable people. Yes. How do we get in touch with you? Nova? You can contact me via Twitter. My handle is nu underscore bride. Um, you can email me at nova at newbride, n-u-b-r-i-d-e dot com. Um, or just check out the website, newbride.com, and you can find various ways of connecting there. And there's so much to read. I love just going on and having a bit of a linger on your website. Thank you. Mm.
Thank you so much again for your time, Nova. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can visit savethedatepodcast.com. Remember, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I'll give you my book for free. I want a book. Well, well, okay, I'll give that to you. <laughs> 155 pages of wedding planning goodness from me to you. Aww. And you especially, Nova. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.